Session by Jagger Cole is love. It's an age gap mafia romance now in Kindle Unlimited. I was born into a dark kingdom. I'm a mob princess, a pretty little flower in a gilded cage. No boys ever climbed my tower. No men ever got through the walls built around me. No one except Vincent Cave. My bodyguard, my shadow, my gruff, silent, watchful guardian angel. A teddy bear to me, but a savage to anyone who'd seek to harm me. First, he was my innocent crush. Then, it wasn't so innocent. He's 11 years older than me and utterly gorgeous. Eyes that make my knees weak, arms I could get lost in, and lips that mine wanted to taste since I knew lips could do that. I'm back after three years away at boarding school. I thought that would cure me, but there's no cure for Vincent Cave. Not when three years have made him hardened and growlier and even more irresistible. When the danger he always shielded me from comes calling, it's Vincent and me alone on the run. I've grown up, he's noticed. It was just a crush, now it's just dangerous. Looking for the perfect blend of steamy and sweet, some heat with your feels? This is just what you need. No cliffhanger and a perfect happily ever after. Out Now by Rebecca Wilder is Thieves and Liars. It is four books and one, that's right, four dark alphas and one Kindle Unlimited click. So go get it. I'm going to read you the book bio and you are going to love it. We're thieves and liars, con artists and grifters, a hacker and a hitter. We're on the wrong side of the law, but sometimes that's exactly what you need. Our clients come to us when they have no other option, when they've exhausted every other legal avenue and course of action. Sometimes the system doesn't get it right, and in those cases, you just need someone who isn't afraid to get their hands dirty. Someone who will lie, cheat, and steal to make things right. That's where we come in. Get Thieves and Liars by Rebecca Wilder now. Grab it in KU one click away. I'll see you guys in just a second. Welcome, lady listeners. What's up? What's up? I'm just really thankful that this is Alexa Riley's week because I'm just going to bullshit our waitress. This week, you're joining us, and you're going to get a preview of Wealthy and Wanted. The book came out a couple of weeks ago, but um, for those of you who have not um, gotten to experience it yet, you're about to have a preview of Wealthy and Wanted. We're going to tell you all about in just a little bit, but I do want to come in and say real quick, this is our 100th book. I know. This is our 100th. One on the podcast. I can't believe it. I can't either. I was messing with the post earlier and it said 99. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fuck this up. (laughs) I scrolled through it. I'm like, this is all this work. This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So I just got my cat back from the vet. He got neutered this morning. And he is, he's like, he's pretty drunk, actually. I think, I think he's. High as a kite, actually, right now. Uh, he came in wobbling around, ate some munchies, and then I'm pretty sure he's just over here rolling around on his bed because he likes the way it feels. Mine goes so, next week. Oh, poor little boys in their fuzzy balls. Do you he feel doesn't even bad? look like a kitten. I know. Do you feel bad that, like, you're getting them? I feel, I feel more bad 
to neuter him than I did to spay our girl. Spaying is more intense. I, I know. But for her, I was like, yeah, you don't want to bleed every month. You, I, I promise you. I've done it. You yeah. don't want to do it. And like, just get it out. Get it out. <laughs> you have to get them neutered because then they start to get a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And territorial. Mm, yeah. I don't need that in my life. I got enough penis to manage already with that. <laughs> So I have a new coffee creamer that I bought that I think you might actually like. It's seasonal and it's, do you know the movie, the one with Buddy the Elf? What is that called? Why am I, Elf. Okay. I was like, why am I totally blanking? So they made a line of coffee creamers for Buddy the Elf. There's like, there's like peppermint, chocolate peppermint or something like that. The one I had this morning is called Caramel Waffle Cone. It is good it is so good but it's like it's really sweet and sugary which obviously buddy the elf would love but it's amazing they don't have a sugar-free option so for those of you trying to watch that sugar i apologize in advance but i also like i went whole hog when i bought coffee creamer because i bought one that was boston cream flavored like a boston cream donut and then another one that tastes like pumpkin pie and that one is delicious. I don't like pumpkin spice that much. I mean, because it's really spicy. And I'm just, I am i can't handle super spicy stuff. Like, even if it's not, like, hot, just a lot of spices at once just bother me. But the pumpkin pie one is delicious. Yes. I love pumpkin pie. But, yeah, I'm not into the uh, pepper thingy either. Like peppermint? Or, like... No, the- Pumpkin spice that everybody. Oh into. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't want to eat it, but I actually don't think it's bad to smell. And I lit candles with it, yes. and then I got a lot of complaints. <laughs> I like the smell of like cloves and and stuff like that, and like um, nutmeg. I love the smell of it, but the taste of it is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But I love pumpkin pie. But um, I'm the only one that likes pumpkin in this house. For some reason, nobody else eats pumpkin. Do you have a cheesecake factory by you? I have one in Charlotte. Yeah. They have the best I've ever had in my entire life. Uh-oh. Pumpkin cheesecake, and it's only seasonal. Ooh, and it's good. It is so fucking good. I feel yes. like it would be more cheesecake than pumpkin, which is what I'm after. So you should, I wish there was one by you. The next time you go in, stop. Okay. Well, it's only seasonal. Go. Okay. So they would have so, it right now, though. Yeah, they'd have it right now. Okay, I'm I'll get one. Go I usually right, get I'll see one y'all later. I <laughs> <laughs> just got up and walked out. Oh, my God. Well, I got those s'more candy that you posted up in headquarters. I got that snack back. It didn't see the light of day. Like, as soon like, as I got it, Were you I not thinking it, it was going to be as good as I said it was? We were like, oh, I don't know. I thought, oh, it's probably going to be okay. Like, Mel likes really sweet stuff. I'm like, oh, it's probably Okay. But what I kept thinking the whole time I was eating it is that I can make this and mm-hmm. I don't need to know I can make this because yeah. it's, it's essentially, it's golden grams and you melt white jar, white chocolate and dark chocolate and you get milk chocolate chips, white chocolate chips and mini marshmallows. The mini, mini, mini marshmallows, like the super tiny, the chew. kind that they give you at the gas station and that little chicken. <laughs> well, they thing. get, you can get it in the, in the grocery store next to the ice cream. It's yeah. where they sell ice cream cones and stuff because it's a, like a sundae topping so you could get it there but it's like so you would spread out golden graham you would melt the white and dark chocolate separately in a separate bulb and then you would drizzle it over the golden grams and while it's still wet 
sprinkle the chocolate chip and sprinkle the marshmallows and that's it. And then you let it dry and then you break it up. And I'm like, this, it, I don't need to know this. And I know it now because I just kept sitting there thinking, how would one make this? And I figured it out. And I was like, fuck, I shouldn't have figured it out. But I took I a picture of it because I'm definitely going to make it at Christmas. I'm definitely going to make it. Yes. I went back to the gas station and there were new bags. Like, I've been looking when I go to, like, the bigger store. Because you got it at QT. I don't see it. You got it at QT? No, I got it at the Pilot. Oh, somebody told me they got it at Kroger. And I was like, yeah, we don't, we I, don't have have, I don't have a Kroger here. I don't think. I don't know. I, no, there's not one near me. I don't know if they're in North Carolina. I know they're in Tennessee, but... Anyway, so I, I just realized. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I actually was last night. I realized over the past forty eight. I love uh, Halloween candy. I like getting the little ones that are like tree size. I think I sent I sent you a couple, but I forgot you yes. don't like white chocolate. Oh, okay. Kevin likes white chocolate though. But I don't like candy corn. I love candy corn. But I did you try it? I haven't tried it yet. I have it in my desk. I ate the but whole I bag of it. s'mores. Is that not enough for one day? I ate day? one for breakfast, the one I Jesus sent you. But I noticed Christ. last night when I was laying in bed. <laughs> I ate it for breakfast. Oh, my I God. I did eat it I for can't. breakfast. I can't with you. <laughs> hey, I can diet and eat candy for breakfast. Like, somebody's like, I'm going to drink this protein drink. It's 200 calories. I'll be like, I ate two candies, and that's my 200 calories. <laughs> I'm just consuming like, my different. You're like, like, you know what? I'm just doing math. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm just doing math. You're so good. I didn't make dinner last or Nobody made dinner last night or the night before. And I was thinking. What happens when nobody makes dinner at your house? Where What train wreck happens? Because if I didn't make dinner, this house would burn down. <laughs> like, what happens at your house when there's no dinner? Isabel, everybody has their own groceries, kind of. Isabel can cook, and she's always making her honey chicken and rice. It's just, it's just Peyton, and half the time he's already ate at my mom's because mm-hmm. she feeds him all day. So nothing really <laughs> happens. I mean, if somebody's like, "Will you make me a pizza?" Sure. Oh my god! I just wonder what my life would be like if that was the scenario I'm looking but, at. I can't wrap my head around. Well, it. this is how your life would be because I realized last night over the past Sunday and Monday I hadn't eaten any actual food <laughs> i'm not joking like i had yesterday for example i had a dipped cone that, and that's I that bought, from dairy queen that's like the and then ice I cream just dipped in chocolate yeah i remember i sent you that picture with all that yes. candy in there i ate that candy throughout the whole day God, and that's all i ate melissa that is not nutritional <laughs> like that's that's not but i was like i was trying no to vitamins, okay <laughs> i know but i was like i thought i didn't eat like I didn't even eat like 1,400 calories, I bet. So it's like I'm on a diet. Oh, my God. You're so skinny. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just eating candy. Meanwhile, it's just cholesterol and sugar. That's all you're eating. (laughs) But Um, I was shocked myself. I was like, I haven't ate any, like, even chips or something. I'm shocked. Yeah, (sighs) We're both shocked, clearly. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, when are we putting up the Christmas tree? Because I asked this in Read Me Romance headquarters. I'm going to pull up and see what they said. When do you when do you think we can put it up? I have a confession to make. What? I haven't actually, when the pandemic hit was when my house was supposed to get fixed from the fire. Oh, that's right. So the whole living room area right there needs to be painted. And I can't put my Christmas stuff up until it's painted. Oh, no. Or I would have my Christmas stuff up like now. <sighs> How much longer I have my do we Christmas have to wait? Lights. How much longer have- do we have to wait? I don't think you have to wait. We're like such a, it's a pandemic. Do what you want. (laughs) 
So just to be clear, the in the Read Me Romance headquarters, 650 people voted for after Thanksgiving that they wouldn't put it up until after Thanksgiving. And then I said, one of the options I wrote out was December because I'm a monster. And that was the second option. And that was 273 votes. And then 127 people said after Halloween, 10 people said it's still up from last year. <laughs> And I said, shout out to all the t- the, those 10 people who still have theirs up because they're the real heroes right now. They're not having to do shit. Jeanette's still up. I know. I know. I she was like, in that 10 count. <laughs> I saw her vote on that. I was like, but oh, her tree is massive it's and gorgeous. beautiful. It's gorgeous. And there's not a single bare spot. on it. She's probably got 500 ornaments on this but tree. But what I Legit. love about her tree is the ornaments are all um, sentimental. Yeah. They yeah. all mean something. Mm-hmm. They came from somebody. They have a story behind yep. them. So it's like a very special Christmas tree. It is. And there's like an every time. And I, and I thought like how awesome to be able to enjoy that for longer than just Christmas because why not? You know, it, especially something that has so much meaning and so much sentiment. We always have like our, you know, we have seven trees. So we have, you know, themes on each of them. And some of them are just kind of fun. Some of them, the kids wanted to decorate a certain way. Like we have a candy tree. We have like a like a star tree where it's all stars. We have a flower tree and stuff like that. But we have our family tree that has all of our really special ornaments on it like that. And I love it. But it's real. So that tree dies like super fast. I just thought of something. What? This is going to be your first Christmas with a Christmas tree. Yes. And a cat. I know. That's what I'm so scared about. That's why I'm asking. Like, do I put it up now? Like, do I just put it up empty and just give him a few days to adjust before I decorate it? Like, maybe, yeah. I'm just, I'm so I, my, I got my cat's broke of it, but now I have a new cat. And yes. And Biggie is big. And he climbs all over the place and jumps and doesn't make it. He never makes the jump. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. He's, because their legs are really thick. short, actually. <laughs> he's just a little thick. Don't judge him. <laughs> so um, last week, in, um, if people subscribe to our newsletter for Read Me Romance, you saw that we had an advertisement in it for Meet Cute which is another podcast um, that you can listen to. And they do 15-minute rom-coms where it's introduction, basic idea, and then falling in love. And they're just 15-minute happily ever afters. So it's a really cute podcast. You guys should go listen to it. It's called Meet Cute. But they sent out their newsletter and Mel and I both got it and we were reading it and texting each other last week because in their newsletter, their newsletter is so cute. They have like, they'll tell you at the top, like what this week's episode is about and that kind of thing. Then they'll put like the love song of the week and they'll give you links to like, you know, different articles and stuff. And one of the ones was the love story on how Serena Williams met her husband and I didn't know anything about it. Like, and so. And I love them. I love them so much. They're adorable. And her husband's name, is it Alexi? Is that his name? I think that's how you say it, Alexi. Um, he co-founded Reddit. So, but they said how they met was so freaking cute that she was, was it in, I think it was in France. She was there hotel. for like some kind of t- tennis tournament. People who watch tennis are going to be screaming at me. But it's some kind of tennis tournament they had in France. And she was there and she was on the balcony alone, I think with her sister and her friend or something like that. They were all sitting at a table 
and the balcony was empty and he comes over and takes the table right beside them and they're like what the fuck is this dude doing like he's right up here in our space and she like tells him that there's a rat under his table and he should move to get away from it and then he's like I'm not moving <laughs> he's like you're just trying to get me away from you <laughs> I'm not moving but he didn't know who she was yeah and then he I guess like she he had never been to a tennis match before he was like I don't know anything about tennis so she was like well come watch and and it was like and I think after that they said afterwards they had like their first date lasted like 10 hours or something and I was like oh my god this is magical and then he came back and he proposed in the same spot he had them clear out the hotel and it was the two of them and he had a fake rat like on the table or something when he went to propose her I was like why is that so sweet it is sweet. I just love them so much. But I think I want to say they got like engaged and married within like the next year, which mm-hmm. I just thought was the sweetest thing. But I am jealous of their newsletter. They have such fun stuff. Yeah, I know. I need looks- to start thinking of fun stuff. <laughs> I, know. I said it to me. I was like, look at all this stuff. This is great. And it was all these articles, all these great love stories. And mm-hmm. like the article about Serena Williams was written in Vogue, but they just attached to it because they were like, hey, if you love a good love story, here you go. And I was like, that is exactly what I want to read. Yes. So also sign up for Meet Cute's uh, newsletters because they are fucking adorable. I wanted to talk about what I'm reading lately that I have that on my list too. That's like in bold that I need to discuss the books I've read. So, um, and I can't wait to tell you books that you should read off of loving this book. I think you're going to Okay. Say. All right. Good. So we have our, our next book club is... October 15th. So this podcast is going to air on the 20th. Is that correct? I think so. Yes, because in real time, it's not there yet. Okay, so. All right. Oh, no, no. So the 20th. So the next book club we're going to have is tonight. So I think I scheduled it for October 20th. So if you want to be a part of the book club discussion tonight, go to um, Read Me Romance headquarters. And I'm going to be in there tonight. And we're going to be discussing... Her Christmas Cowboy by Jessica Clare. I've had two books lately that I want to talk about that I've read. And both of these books are in the book club. So the first one up is In a Holidays by Christina Lauren. And if you missed the book club discussion, it was last Thursday. But I just want to tell you guys to go read it. It is so fucking cute. So it's like the movie Groundhog Day, except it's Christmas. So this girl shows up and, or the book starts and it's, she talks about her whole family comes together at this cabin every year for a week. So to back up a little bit, her parents met all met in college and they're all friends and they didn't have anywhere to go on Christmas. And I think one of them had just lost their parents. So they were like, you know what? Let's all get together. Let's go to this cabin, spend the whole week of Christmas together. And they just sort of made their own family. And so as the years have gone on, the parents have grown up and they've had kids. And so the woman that's the heroine in the story, she's one of the kids. So It's the last day of their week of Christmas. It's the last day there. And the people that own the cabin have come out and said they're going to sell it. And she has just made out with one of the, like, her quote-unquote cousins or whatever. You know, it's like her parents' best friend's kid. Like, she's made out with him the night before. And she does not like him whatsoever. She's in love with his older brother. And the older brother has found them making out. And this is like in the first couple of chapters. So 
Right away, she wakes up on Christmas morning. They're selling her most favorite place in the entire world. She's had a drunken makeout session with somebody she completely does is not attracted to. And the man that she's in love with has seen it happen and is like, oh, it's no big deal. And so, like, her whole world has basically fallen apart in, like, the first couple of chapters. When she's like, what the fuck? Is she going to be falling for the guy she hates? That's what I had assumed whenever this started. I was like, oh, she's definitely going to fall in love with him. That's what this whole thing's going to be about. And it's it's not. And so, um, so anyway, so she leaves the cabin and she's immediately in a car accident with her family. And then when she, like the car accident hits and she wakes up and she's on the plane on her way to the cabin to start the week. So she's already experienced the whole week when you meet her on the page. And so the book starts again, like when she wakes up after the accident, it starts from that week of Christmas. And so you have to go through and she goes through it a couple of times because she says she keeps fucking something up. And that's why she keeps having to go back through it because she makes a wish when she's in the car and she's like, I just wish the universe would show me what would make me happy. And so that's what this is about is she's trying to figure out what it is that she would truly make her happy. And so like, she hates her job. Like she hates, you know, that, you know, she's been in love with, you know, one of her best friends her whole life and she's never told him. And, you know, and he never saw her this way because she was so close with his brother. Like they grew up like twins and she even says like, we did everything together. Like her and the younger brother, she was like, we were best friends. Like, but she was like, I was never attracted to him. It was never like that. Like he's a player. He talks about the women he sleeps with. She was like, there was never anything between us. And so that's what she, so she keeps having this thing over and over. And she's mad at the little brother because she made out with him, but he doesn't remember because it started over. And he's yeah. like, why are you so mad at me? But there's like so many good parts. And it's about the older brother like, there's one part where he kisses her and he's like, I never thought you were an option for me. He's like, I never thought you were for me. And, oh. like, when he, when he says that, it's like, oh, shit. Like, it's so good. And there's so, the, the family dynamic in it is so beautiful. Her parents are divorced, but they still come together every year at this cabin because they're all friends and they've all made the decision as a family to get past it, to yeah. get past the divorce, to still love each other, to blend their families. And it's like, like, it's crazy the love that is in this family and just the story of why she loves this cabin so much and why she wants to protect it and how she's willing to keep going back and doing this over and over until she gets it right because it means everything to her so it's just and it's all christmas and the whole thing's just christmas <laughs> over and over so that's the best part is like not only is it like a great book to get you in the holiday spirit but christina lauren is amazing so it's in a holidays by christina lauren we're going to have a book club discussion. If you want to hear more in-depth talk about the book and more points that happen, or if you've read the book and you want to hear more discussion, go to YouTube. The video will be posted there and you can watch the book club discussion. If you want to join us live and talk to us while we're discussing the book and be like, yeah, me too, bitch. Um, go in our Read Me Romance um, group on Facebook. Their discussions are on there live. I post beforehand. So that's the one that um, I read the most recent book discussion. The one that's happening tonight is um, Her Christmas Cowboy by Jessica Clare. I just need to pause for a minute 
and tell you that he is a virgin cowboy who has never been kissed. Oh, my God. He is so grouchy. <laughs> Love him. I, I don't know that I've ever loved a Christmas book more than I love this one. Oh, my like, God. Like, this might be my favorite Christmas book ever because this hero is perfection. Perfection. Everything about him is perfect. So, in the beginning, he's like, when I was younger and I would like a girl, like, he's like, I didn't know what to say. My words won't come out of his mouth. And he's thinking stuff and he's mad. And then when they come out, they're all twisted up. Like, there, at one point, he says something to her, like, he's like, do you? And, like, that's all he says. And she's like, what? And he's already had, like, this whole thought, this whole conversation in his head, but he can't get it out of his mouth. So he just says, do you? Like, the question, like, the end of the question. She has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> and it is adorable. It's so endearing. But he says in the beginning, he was like, when I was younger and I would like a girl, I didn't really know what to do. And there was one girl that worked at like, I think it was like a taxidermy or like a, a meat oh processing place or something. And he kept buying all these like kills off of everybody and bringing them in. And he said, when I finally got the courage to ask her out, she thought I was weird because I killed so many animals. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, he's, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And it's everything I love about romance. Where it's just like the heroine is bubbly and, and fun and she's an elementary school teacher and but she's insecure because he won't say anything when he's around her and she's like, Well, I mean, we can do this if you want to do this, or I don't know, maybe we'll go do this and do this. And he's just like, No. <laughs> That's all he says. But there's That's adorable. Oh my god. So there's one part in the beginning that I hooted. I laughed so hard. So she is broke. She's recently divorced um, from a really shitty husband. And so she's moved to this town. She's going to start over. and she, But she doesn't have any money. And, like, her car payment's past due. She's not getting any alimony money. Her paycheck hasn't come in. Her bank account's overdrawn. But she, like, pawned some jewelry to get some cash. And she went to buy... Um, she needed, like, some clothes and some dishes. And she bought a couple of decorations for her classroom for Christmas. And one of the ones, the decorations that she bought, it says Santa and Mrs. Claus and they're humping. And it was like, it was like, a you know, like a dollar or something at this like estate mm -hmm. sale. And so she, she's on the way back into town. Her car breaks down. She doesn't know anybody except this guy. And so she calls him and he shows up and he's trying to like fix her car. And she's just like, I don't know. I'm just in the middle of nowhere and it's cold. And I don't have anybody else to go. And she's just constantly, da, 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 da. and he's just stomping around, not saying a single word. And she's like, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. And you know, all of a sudden apologize. He's just like, stop it. And so he's going around to like her car and he's trying to jump it off and he goes to her trunk and all of a sudden the Santa and Mrs. Claus turn on and they start humping and he gets his thoughts confused on like what to say to her and he just goes cable because he needs like jumper cables and she's like he probably thinks I watch cable because I like dirty stuff. Like, it was so stupid. Cause she was like, he probably thinks I watch like Skinamax and stuff. And she's like, I can't afford cable. And like snaps at him. He just looks at her. He's like, what? And it, like, it's so ridiculous. It is so 
but it's so endearing at the same time because you know like she's nervous and mm-hmm. you know she doesn't have anyone and all he and he says like from the beginning he's like from the moment I saw her I wanted to marry her and he's like he just he keeps wanting to say to her like will you marry me like all the time he just wants to like marry her and love her and then like the first time they kiss like he's thinking it he doesn't say it but he was like that was my first kiss and he's it's so cute like I can't tell you how much oh I loved God. it I'm gonna start it today <laughs> it's a it's her Christmas cowboy by Jessica Claire God, it's just, it has blown me away. It's so sweet. And again, it's Christmassy and it's just put me in the best Christmas mood. So that's a great one. If you I'm need excited. To yes. But she also has a book, which you may have read already. Um, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Billionaire. I don't think so. He's a virgin too. He's never been cast. Oh, and his, this heroine is like a ghostwriter and she's all bubbly and he makes it. So she has to come out to his estate. Ooh, I don't think I've read this. Yeah, and he's all scarred up, so he's hiding from her, but then trying to, like, see her, too, at the same time. And she's like, what I like about this is he's so shy, and she's not. So she's like, once she realizes he's an ender, she just starts going at it. Like, she's like, I'm going to give you a blowjob. <gasps> he's like, no he's way. like, oh, my God. Yeah, and she's just like... <laughs> And she can be annoying and stuff, and they have this, because uh, she's so, she says what she wants to say. She's not yeah. fucking around. But in the whole, like, all the other guys, his friends don't really like her, and she'll show up to poker, and he won't make her leave. He's like, sit on my lap. <laughs> what? Yeah, he just wants her around him all the time, and it's really cute. It's called Beauty and the Billionaire. But, and that's um, by Jessica just- Claire. Yes, and Jessica mm-hmm. Claire writes under another name called Jessica Miles, I think. Jill Miles. Jill Miles, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there is a book called, it's a bear shifter book, um, Desperately Seeking a Shapeshifter. It is about a girl who got bit and it turned her into a werewolf because these are shapeshifters. Okay. And the pack has come back and they're like, She's ours, and they want her, even though she didn't want any of this to happen or whatever. Mm. And she needs another shifter to pretend they're together, that they're mated, so that they oh. can't take her. Okay. So they get they figured the bear guy would be best because he's huge. He grunts, stomps mm. around, and now I'm into it. <laughs> I used to remember, I'll tell you guys one part that killed me. Like, yeah, so he's silent this whole time. He's like, "She's mine. I'm keeping her." Yeah. So she's like, I don't even know if he likes me. And he's like redoing the home to build a house for her. <laughs> there was one point when they start to get it on and he's like, I can't remember. They were just making her. Oh, he ate her out. Okay. He goes down on her and he's like, and she's like, what about you? And he's like, I came. And she's like, oh, okay. And he was like, I can't remember the number he said. I think he's like, <laughs> like four times. <laughs> And I die. <laughs> so he's a virgin too. But it so was which one is that? Desperately seeking a shapeshifter. You do not have to read any of her books in order. Okay, and you that can one, jump is in. that one Jessica Sims? Yes. Okay, so she has three different names. Okay, yeah. so Jessica Sims, Desperately Seeking the Shapeshifter. And then, but you were telling me, so that Jessica Claire is the name she wrote for the her Christmas Cowboy, but you were telling me she has a series called Dirty Money. But you yes. were saying that last night, and that one has audio with it, too. Does Desperately yes. Seeking a Shapeshifter have audio? Yes. Okay, okay, good. 
So I'm going to get all of these. Is okay. okay, so okay, the, the Bastard series is a bunch of brothers that struck oil. So the first one in that is called Dirty Money. Okay. Yeah, right. and so they're hugely rich, but one guy still mm-hmm. lives in his trailer. He don't care. <laughs> I love that. But he, but anytime something makes him mad, he buys it and burns it down. <laughs> I mean, that makes total sense. And, like, he wants to kind of be accepted, and he sees her, and he's like, well, she's the kind of wife you'd marry if you were rich. Which she's not. She's just an everyday girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he starts to fall for her. But all of the brothers have different stories and different tropes. So one is high school sweethearts, which is safe, even though it is, like, seven years difference that they've been away from each other. I like that. But he comes out, he thinks she broke his heart, and he comes out to be an asshole, and he can't. He's trying. (laughs) It's hard for him to be an asshole. I love that. But all of them are really fun, and they have different fun tropes in them and stuff. I forgot about them because it's been so long. Yeah, we were talking the other night, you were like, oh my god, remind me to talk about this book. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I love all of those. You know, I was talking to Millivane the other night, and we were talking about her um, A Gathering of Dragons series that I cannot stop talking about, mm-hmm. and um, how she had sent me a map of, like, all the, the lands and everything like that, and I posted it in headquarters and then on Alexis' social media. Um, so if you've read her books, there is a map that goes with it. But, um, but anyways, we were talking about it and she's like, you know, I'm so happy that I get to write the books that I absolutely love. She's like, you know, I always loved like Conan the Barbarian and those types of movies, those over the top, like just crazy love stories with this fantasy to it. And she's like, you know, I just, she's like, I'm so lucky that I get to write the books that I love. And I told her the same thing. I said, the more ridiculous a romance is for me, the more I love it. Because that's what I love about romance. I love tropey, over-the-top, crazy, like, obsessive, like, wild plot lines. Like, you know, like, the billionaire that buys stuff and burns it to the ground. Like, I want that shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that's my favorite way to read romance. And that's my that's the reason I love to write those books. And I said, you know contemporary romance is great like I think you know there's such a you know I think it's wholesome and it's you know lovely and it's great to read that from time to time but like I have to have those like moments of oh we had to time travel to Christmas day every (laughs) every other day because we're fucking this up or I have to have a hero who's like won't say a single word to her because he wants to marry her right away I mean it's like I have to have these crazy plot lines to keep me into them but that I feel like that is the best part of romance, of writing it and reading it. I feel like that's what makes me love it. Anyway, it's just it's so good. So I was telling you last night, I sent you a picture of Cardi B just spread out. Just she's in this tiny string bikini. I don't even know how somebody's hips can be like that. I don't know. But she's got her legs spread, like face forward, like on it. And I sent you the picture and I was like, I just want to be in a room when she has sex. <laughs> because she just looks like someone that would just enjoy every bit of it. Like yeah. she enjoys having sex. And I just think like, I want to be a part of that. Like I want to watch that happen because I just think she would love it so much. But I love like what a supportive person she is for women in general. Mm-hmm. Like, do what you want with your body, fuck whoever you want, sell your pussy, make money, who gives a shit? I, d- I love that so much about her. And um, <clears throat> I was actually thinking about her last night when I was like scrolling Instagram and I sent you that picture and I was like, 
I just hope that my girls grow up with like maybe not maybe not exactly like Cardi B. I was like, I hope they grow up with that kind of confidence, you know, like just to have that their own personal just yes, we're gonna do this and fuck what you think. I, I just think that's so badass. So um in that thread I've got some lady listener emails. <laughs> So we did ask about covers, what you prefer on your cover. And I did, oh, I did a survey, the Facebook group. Let me pull it up real quick. It is the one with the covers. It doesn't take much to see what I'm into. I like pretty girls. You like pretty girls? Yeah. Soft, sweet looking. I like pretty girls. I don't know what, I I love, I feel like a girl's face is like, could be glamorous. You know what I mean? It's just... They're yeah. shiny and nice and neat. Boys are dirty and gross. <laughs> <laughs> Boys are dirty and gross. <laughs> but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. We love the hairy chest covers. I do. I love a good hairy chest. But most of our stuff has a lot of females. I would say by and large, yes. I'd say more do more have females than don't have females, I would think. I'm never... And maybe that's just me. I'm never searching for a male face when I'm in there. Yeah. But maybe it's because I also, I don't know, feel more attached to the heroines of all the stories. I pulled our headquarters group and let's see, the top one that people picked were couples, that everybody wanted couples on. That was 264 votes for couples. 130 people said curvy and thick women. Uh, 112 said rip guys with all the abs. 25 voted for objects, no people. 15 people voted for hairy-chested men. And no one voted for slim women. (laughs) I was surprised. There was not one vote for that. And I don't know if it's like, because there are, there are There was only 15 for hairy chest. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. That, I, that probably would have got my vote, honestly. Like if I could pick out of all of those stock images, I'd go hairy chest every time. But that's what we like. But I was surprised that almost everyone picked couples. Like out of that, I mean, a good chunk of people. And then the other good chunk of people pick curvy women. And now the slim, healthy women, as I said, healthy, slim woman, nobody picked that. And I think it's because even though slim, healthy women might read these romance, I think women inherently view the flaws in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so even if they're have trim legs and a waist and that kind of thing, they're probably, oh, I have cellulite or I have flab or whatever. Like, they're still going to be critical in themselves. So I think maybe that's why we identify with the curvy woman on the picture, because that's more easily, a, a, like, like where you see yourself more in that than you would as the perfect woman, you know? Yeah. You're going to know so, that she's relatable to some degree, because she probably has, like, images with her body, and you want to be relatable to the character to be more in the story. Yeah, for sure. We got another email, too, about it on top of it that said, says, hey, lady DJs, first of all, thanks for making my Mondays, and usually Fridays, fun. I love the idea of weekly email topics. If I had to choose, I'd prefer men on covers over women, but I actually tend to be more drawn to colors and objects more than I do people. Attached are some of my favorites. Of course, there are always exceptions. I love the color for Truly in Carmel Rhodes and also Method by Kate Stewart and Hookshot Kennedy Ryan. There was just something about them. Love, loyal lady listener, Crystal. And she included the covers on it, and she's right. Like, they're really beautiful. They're like... 
sort of like pastels and soft with flowers and that kind of thing. They're really, really pretty. I did love Hookshot by Kenny Ryan. That was an incredible cover. You know, I'm surprised that a, a lot of people chose objects as well. Like not as many as I thought, but. That's huge in other countries, actually. Yes. Yeah. That was going to say, that was one thing I remember when um, publishing internationally that they were like, don't be surprised if they won't put people on your cover. But like our German book has a has a couple on it, so. I just need something to catch my eye. Yeah. So yeah. if you catch my eye, and different things do catch my eye, but I will say, I don't click on the covers with all apps, I don't think. It's not my go-to. Like, like if I'm scrolling mm-hmm. to find something, I'm probably not going to click that one. I'm probably going to click another one if I'm yeah. just scrolling for books. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the type of book I'm in the mood for, too. Like, if I want raunchy, like, odds are, uh, abs on the cover, that's going to be a filthy book. Like, yeah. I'm going to read that. Oh, my God. So, um, Jenica Snow uh, emailed or messaged me yesterday on Instagram, and I had posted up, again, something about Millivane because I'm just obsessed with these books. And she was like, how dirty are these books? And I was like, she's like, does she say, like, member or does she say dick? And I was like, she uses the word cock a lot. <laughs> and she's like, okay. She was like, I need my romance to have gutter sex and I was like gutter sex oh my god I was like shit Jenica's like this the tiniest cutest little thing ever like you would never I'm reading her right now I'm are in the you middle. really yeah I'm in the middle of one of her books God, she's just the best. She writes such good, dirty sex. And so I love that she's like, I don't know why my body's made like this. I just need it. And I was like, you're going to get what you want. So she's like, okay, good. I'm going to read them. <laughs> so we have a couple other emails I'm going to read too. This one is, it says, good day, ladies. I absolutely love Read Me Romance. I kind of know this is how it works, but I would love hearing the audiobook of Keep Me Warm by Alexa Riley. This is one of my all-time favorites to read, and I'm dying to listen to it as well. Love all the books on your podcast. Keep it the good work and the stories. Like the balm to my soul during the lockdown. Thank you for sharing all the wonderful stories out there with us. That was one of the ones I think I sent it to you the other day, the Keep Me Warm by Alexa Riley. I love that book. Yes, yes. I think I love that book because I was going through a terrible time in my life when I wrote it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Every time I see it, it kind of makes me smile. Well, to know that, like... Even in, you know, your darkest time, like you were able to, to find that, you know, to, to like turn to that and Mm -hmm. still feel something and have people read it and love it Mm -hmm. and to think like, okay, I still have that in me. You know, we were actually, you know, discussing something last night that I was pretty down about and, you know, I woke up this morning and I was still really in a funk and I had to, um, you know, take my cat to the vet this morning and um, on the way, I played the audiobook, um, you know, the book I'm listening to. And I got to one part and I realized I was smiling. And I was like, I didn't think I would feel that this morning. And I got kind of like teary eyed because I just thought like, how thankful I am that romance has been there for me yeah. in these moments in my life when I felt really, really down. And I've been able to like, you know, turn to these books and really just to feel something other than what I want, the sadness. Yeah. So that was a real moment this morning. And I just, in that moment, I was like, God, I love romance. I had like, I had that epiphany today. Yeah. I think there's just, I don't know. Cause now that I'm thinking back on it, when I went through depression and all that, I remember getting out my paperbacks Mm -hmm. and reading them and setting in my bedroom all day and reading the stacks and stacks of paper books I had. 
And desperately seeking, seeking was one of them. So I'm desperately seeking a shapeshifter. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that title's hard to say. (laughs) Tailing cop comes fast (laughs) because they run an agency to match up um, people. Oh, okay. So people know about shifters. Yeah, you've sold me on. I'm gonna read it. All right, here's another one. Thank you. I have just, it just starts off, thank you. <laughs> I have just recently started listening to your podcast. Yes, I know I'm behind, but as I listen, uh, as I listen, something about this podcast really inspired me to start writing again. It's been maybe six years since I felt the urge to dive and want to write. Thank you. So thank you for this uh, podcast and for being such positive voices in a time where positively is positivity is really needed. I love the podcast and I'm so excited to continue to listen and find great new reads and authors. You all are amazing and inspiring women. Thank you. Sincerely, Christine. I love it. That was really sweet. sweet. I know. I love sharing that because I hope that something we say inspires someone else. You know, I just think that's fantastic. All right. This one says, hey, lady DJs, wanted to forward along a porn site recommendation. It's a site run by a woman and all the content is real life and not produced. You should check out Cindy Gallup's TED Talk as well. Cindy, G-A-L-L-O-P, TED Talk. So um, she has the website listed. Let me know how you go. Look forward to season seven. Thanks, Jess. So this is a hot second ago. But so the porn site is called Make Love Not Porn TV. And it has a subscription on it because I looked it up. I was like, I'm going to need to know some more about this. So How much is it? I don't know. And that was like, I looked it up and I kind of want to know now. But um, yeah, so I... I don't know why I won't spend money on this, <laughs> but I was just like, I was like, I don't, th- I don't know if I could spend money on porn. I accidentally still, did I tell you this? I still pay for that. One of the Love After Lockup girls has a fan yes, page. You told me you still, are you still doing it? I forget about it, but I keep, I keep paying it. <laughs> it keeps coming off my credit card, and sometimes I'll go in there to take it off because I'll, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I need to, take, and I go in there. And I see that she's a mom with kids and she's making some money here. Aww. And then I'm just like, forget it. I'm not canceling it. <laughs> <laughs> she's got you now. She's got no, you. No, I'm just like, it's $10. I know. Well, you know, and this porn may be really good, especially if homemade porn is my favorite. Like if I can pick, I want it like. I want a camera in the corner of a yes. dirty bedroom, <laughs> you know, like in a dingy bedroom, a camera in the corner, and then like, they're just going at it. That's my favorite I want to, I don't know if I should say this, but say I'll it. never forget that time that me, you, and Tessa were texting, and Tessa sent us a link for a, point, a porn thingy, and yeah. you go, that's lovely. <laughs> and I was, and I clicked it, and it was like a sweet, like, but me and it Leah like share, like, raunchy-ass <laughs> shit together. Like, you don't show nobody. We don't even say nothing when we send it. It's like, there, we don't talk about it. Yeah. But she sent it, and all she, you responded was, that's lovely. That's lovely. It was a nice love make. It was like a girl in the bathtub, and, like, this I guy died. was in the room with her. And, like, it was it was very nice. It was very nice love making. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mel and I are sitting like, look at this hooker, like, out in the street, like, with a group of guys dressing on her. Like, it's just, it's just awful. And, yeah, it's like we don't even talk about it. We're like, just watch this. No, the only thing we'll ever say sometimes is, like, you got to watch this one on mute. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, watch this. No sound. Don't turn no the sound. sound on. I think the last one I sent you, I said that. I was like, don't turn the sound on. <laughs> you don't want to hear the background noise. 
Yeah, we we have to set up another private group to share those links. But yeah, if somebody has a subscription to this, let me know if it's like good homemade porn and I'll pay for it. It's make love, not porn. So grab that one. Dot TV, I think is what it said. All right. This one says at the very top, it says anonymous, please. Hey, Tessa, Leah, and Mel. I'm a new listener and started from episode one. I love what you're doing here. I'm on episode 19.5 and had to pause to write this out to you. I'm a stay-at-home mom currently. I've been 10 years out of the workforce. In the last couple of years, I've started dabbling with writing. I'm actually almost finished with writing an intensive uh, master's program, and it's been amazing. I've written somewhere around 500,000 words. Holy fuck! Over the last couple of years, but almost no one in real life knows except my husband and one or two friends. My family is super conservative, and many people I know through my old job and my undergraduate studies tend to view things that aren't literature as less than. I have had a talent with words as long as I can remember, but I feel like I've followed, but I feel like if I follow my dream and publish my romance stories I've written, I would have to do it under a pen name and hide my truth. My non-romance stories tend to garner the, oh, isn't that cute type of attitude from those same literature snobs. So it's been hard for me to take any kind of steps towards publishing. I don't have any deep thoughts to add, but I wanted to say that I identify with Leah's comment. It was so freeing to hear her talk about the way that she feels protective over her writing because it's the same way for me. Thank you three for being amazing and providing a safe space for us romance aficionados. Hopefully someday I can get the courage to pursue getting anything published. I love all that you do and I'm so happy I found Read Me Romance. Sincerely, a secret author. That breaks my heart it too. Does. Like, because I, I hate that anyone is ever shamed out of not doing what they love. Because, you know, and like she said on that, and, and like I've said before on the podcast, I am really protective of romance for that reason. You know, because I know it won't be well received by half of my family. You know, I know that there's part of it that they, you know, might be sort of ashamed that I've done, that I've written and that kind of thing. And that's, but that's their reaction, you know. Yeah. And although their reaction doesn't define you know, what I write or what I do. I just don't want to hear it. Like it still you know, burns and it yeah. makes me mad. Yeah. It sucks. And it's like, and, but you know, not ever. And it's like Rihanna says, you know, like I shouldn't have let, what is that quote that Rihanna has about? Like they don't, those people don't, didn't deserve to know me like that. And that's how I feel about this too. Like those people don't deserve to know me like that. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like if yeah. they don't, they don't deserve to know every facet of my life, especially if that's how they're going to react they're to gonna it. They're going to belittle it. Exactly. I'm like, you don't get to know me like that. So, so fuck it. Like that's why I don't share it with everybody. But, and it takes time to develop that sort of like wall between what you do and what you love and who you share it with. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've done is I've made the mistake of sharing it with people. And once they know they can't unknow and that sucks too, because the way that some people react to it after I've told them, I'm like, Oh yeah, I wish I'd never told you anything about that. So that's something else I've had to kind of learn from that mistake. So let that be a lesson. To everybody else. 
I've got another. I've got a couple more. This one says, Hi, Lady DJs. I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for you three right now. I've wanted to write romance books for a couple of years, but had so much self-doubt that I didn't think I could succeed. About a year ago, you had an episode where you talked about how inclusive the romance community is, encouraged each other ladies to write, and gave out some really great advice. Something clicked for me, and I sat down and started writing. This morning, I sent my first romance book off to my beta readers, and I'm crying buckets of happy tears. Your positivity and support pushed me to do something that I am immensely proud of. And even though it was scary as fuck, from the bottom of my heart, this lady listener's heart, thank you so much, sincerely. And she that's kick-ass. I'm not sure if that's private, but yeah. I know that was one where I was like, oh, we should read that afterwards because it was <laughs> so good. Like, she had this, you know, calling and she did it. Good for her. This one says, hi, love your podcast. Um, I've been listening to you guys since the first episode, and I still do. I was just reading an article, and it said oral sex is mostly done among married couples compared to unmarried. Just wonder what do you guys think, and if you think it's true. If What did you say, real sex? It says oral sex is mostly done among married couples compared to unmarried couples. Do you think married couples have more or less oral sex? Than unmarried couples. I don't know. Because I remember when I first started dating, that's all I'd let a guy do was go down on me. <laughs> and I didn't return the favor either. I was a <laughs> What is that meme that's like the bride smiling at the front of the church and it's like because she's given her last blowjob? Yeah. I don't know. I, I've... I I've never had sex without somebody going down on me first. Except, like, the few times I've woken up my husband and just crawled on top. But if we're, like, we're going to have sex, you know, it's, yeah. It's the whole thing. But it's also. the whole routine. But at the same time, it's my husband's king. Oh. Well, then, good for him and you. Yeah. It's like he loves that. I don't know. Like, I I think there's more. I think, I, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> I think there's more consistency in it than there is when I was dating because it would just be sporadic and that didn't always happen when I had sex. That wasn't always on the menu. <laughs> so It's always on it, my menu. No, it was, it, no, that was, that was not either to give nor receive. That was not ever on the menu before <laughs> that i mean I, like i don't know i'm having a hard time verbal <laughs> saying this. i don't think i gave a blowjob until i was in my 20s oh okay. with my oh with I my husband well i wouldn't say that but i would just say like that i have more oral sex now that's probably i have more consistent oral sex now that i'm married than i did before i was married consistent I, yes i don't think i have a ton of blowjob giving because i don't know <laughs> When you get, I'm a very organized person and I want to know what's going to happen throughout the day. <laughs> so I know on, you know, Tuesday afternoons we have sex. <laughs> okay. So, and then I'll go and I'll be like, well, what do you, do you want to do something different? Or I was like, would you like a blowjob instead? But if he's like, if I have to pick, I want sex. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, so let's do the sex. Do the sex. Let's do the sex. I mean, if I've got a lot of extra time and I'm feeling nice, I might get in a small one. And then finish it in sex. <laughs> yeah, I would say that happens oh, a lot too. I've done yeah. a few when I've been heavy bleeding. Yeah, that, yeah. I would be interested to know though, like, if you're a lady listener, I would like to know if you have more sex now that you're married versus you don't. Because I'm really curious. Like, I think I probably have more now than I did when I was dating. Yeah. 
on I a regular so. basis. But I wouldn't have, I would have never assumed that unless I actually sat down and thought about it. So let us know, lady listeners, that's your question this week. Do you have more oral sex now that you're married or not? This week, we're actually here to discuss a few things. Oh, one of the things I did want to talk about was Emma Castle sent me, we chatted earlier this week. I was asking her about the um, that book she has, Love in the Wild, and it's the Tarzan retelling. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one with the cover that is so fucking hot? Yeah. She has a deluxe hardback copy that's out now that I kind of want to get because I fucking love that cover so much. But it's hardback and paperbacks are out now. I printed off the blurb for it because she's getting audio made. And I am excited. So this is it. It's Love in the Wild by Emma Castle. A sensual, powerful, and thoughtful, thought-provoking Tarzan retelling. Eden Matthews stumbled upon the discovery of a lifetime while photographing wildlife deep in the heart of Africa. A gorgeous god of a man in the wilds of African jungle among a family of gorillas. When he saves her life, she's compelled to uncover the man's tragic past and fate which led him to grow up in the wild. But Eden Cern learns she can take from the wild, but she can't take the wild out of the man. When her savage savage savior shows her just what he wants of her, her sensual surrender, she finds she can't resist him teaching her how to love in the wild but the thing i love is that emma said that shane east is going to narrate it and he did the blackstone affair by rain miller he did those books that i have on audio and love he also did the phase captive series by lily archer he actually did a ton of hers i might say this too if you liked a court of thorn and roses you need to go check out lily archer's face captive series you will love it it is and it's an erotic follow-up to that so if you need if like if you like a court of thorn and roses it's amazing it's epic it's big it's world building this is like a nastier version of that and it's (laughs) awesome (laughs) so that's face captive by lily archer but shane east also he also did after we collide by anna todd you know she had that book after that got made into a movie and stuff he narrated those and then he did midnight blue by lj shen so those are like some of the more popular ones he did so go check out that book love in the wild by emma castle and be on the lookout for her audio i think it's coming out in december i think she said so that should be soon so, like I said, this week on the podcast, like I said in the very beginning, we're getting a audiobook preview of Wealthy and Wanted by Alexa Riley. And I actually have her book bio pulled up. Oh, shit. <laughs> New York Times USA, a number one Amazon bestseller. Lover of beards, donuts, and dirty books. There's two of us, but don't worry. We only have one brain. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote that stupid shit? <laughs> It was me. I enjoyed these books, The Cowboys. I always enjoy a good cowboy. I love a good cowboy. I actually pulled up our top five books on Goodreads, our top five reviewed and starred books. Number one is Mechanic. I knew you were going to say that. I know. It has 11,000 reviews, Melissa. 11,000. That's insane. Everything for her is a close follow-up with 10,000. Oh, wow. I know. I was like, damn. That one one was our New York Times bestseller. And then we have Coach, which is, again, in the breeding series. You nasty bitches love that. Um, P.S. You're Mine. 
It's such a sweet one. Which is so sweet. That's the elementary school teacher who has the pen pal who's overseas and he's in the Marines. And then um, Shielding Lily. I love that book. I know, which is probably Mel's favorite book that we've written. Probably one of the, at least the top three. Yeah, that's my favorite book. But I have like favorite heroes. Yeah, yeah. But that's my favorite overall book. And that one's High School Sweethearts. And it's just, Ren is perfect. He's, He's so perfect. He's sweet and tender and I just love it. So, but I think like number six was lassoing the virgin mail order bride <laughs> or or branding the virgin. It was one, it, one of those two cowboy books that we wrote in that series. So pretty damn close. So I have the bio for Wealthy and Wanted. This is the book that you are about to hear. So I'll set it up for you. Dottie Spencer is desperate. She's been promised to a man she doesn't love and is looking for a way out. When she answers an ad for a cleaning woman, she never expects her new boss to be the one. Clay Walker takes one look at Dottie and knows this was a mistake. He isn't ready for a woman to steal his heart and make him feel things he doesn't want to. He's mad as hell that she's forcing him to open up to what could be described as love. Warning, this cowboy is stomping his boots while saving the damsel in distress, and we are here for it. Giddy up with us happily ever after. So if you have already read Wealthy and Wanted and are waiting for the follow-up, Naughty and Notorious, that comes out this Friday, October 23rd. And I have the book bio for that too. Kitty Spencer has been in love with Judge since she can remember. And when he asks for her sister's hand in marriage, she knows her heart may never heal. But one turn of events changes everything and she realizes maybe things aren't always as they seem. Judge Russo has a plan in place for years, but just when he thinks he's getting everything he wants, Kitty goes and runs off. If only she knew how far he was willing to go to have her. Warning, this grouchy alpha in a Stetson is exactly what we need right now. Get this quick and dirty cowboy romance and see how he handles the happily ever after. I remember when we went to write this, I suggested, I was like, I want her to show up with a ring on and he's going to be so mad. <laughs> How do we do that? Yep, yep. And the for story formed wanted. around that. Uh-huh, yeah. And that was how we came up with both of these stories. And it was like, but she's wearing a ring and she hates it. Like, she thinks it's ugly. And he, and... Thinks, she's, he thinks she's in love with somebody else. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Wealthy and Wanted was really fun to write. We'll let you guys listen to it. And then when we come back, I'm going to tell you about um, 10 free books you can get from Alexa Riley right now. Awesome. So, You guys enjoy the first two chapters and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. This is Wealthy and Wanted by Alexa Riley. Read for you by John Strike. Chapter 1 Dottie. Dots, it's going to be the worst without you. Cat throws herself across my bed in a dramatic huff, making all the wild curls in her hair bounce everywhere until she blows one out of her face. My baby sister Cat and I look completely different, but yet similar. My hair is straight and icy blonde, where hers is wild dark. I'm only 5'6", but next to her 5'1", it's a big difference. At a glance, we look nothing alike, but our features are all the same. Our noses turn up a little at the end, and we each have a dimple on our left cheek. We've even got the same eyes. I'll be back, I remind her. I made a promise, and it's one I have to fulfill if I want to save everything my family has worked for. According to my mom, I'm also doing my part to save the family name. 
I guess saving is a whole lot better of a word than selling. In reality, that is what's happening. It's all on my shoulders to save this failing farm, and I feel like a piece of me is failing with it. I'm not dying or anything, but I think my heart will die the day I have to marry Judge. Cat reaches out and touches the gaudy engagement ring that I hate. I want to roll my eyes every time I look at it, because the man I'm supposed to marry didn't even put it there himself. He gave it to my father and told him the date I'm supposed to show up to marry him. Isn't that the most romantic thing you've ever heard? I don't understand why you aren't excited to marry Judge. He's so... angry, I supply. I've seen Judge a handful of times over the years. I have no idea why he would agree to a marriage with me. I'm not even sure we've ever actually spoken a word to one another. We've been around each other while talking to other people, but he never once made me think he has an interest in me. Which makes me wonder why he jumped all over the idea of marriage when my father offered it like the good old days and selling off your daughter was normal. Dreamy. She lets out a long sigh as her hand drops away from the ring on my finger. I stare at my sister, who looks like she's lost in a fairy tale. Cat has been boy crazy her whole life. I always thought she would be the first of the two of us to marry, even though we're only 11 months apart. Dreamy? I pick up my pillow and hit her with it. You need to stop reading all those romance books. I will, right after you. She lifts a brow at me. Hey, I'm not the one calling Judge Dreamy. You're marrying him. I let out a small laugh as I turn around and straighten stuff on my dresser because I don't want her to see my real reaction. My throat goes tight because if Kat knew what was really happening, she'd lose her mind. She can be a bit dramatic. I know, that's why I'm doing this. I manage to get out. I take a slow breath, trying to mask my emotions, which is hard to do with her since she reads me well. I don't want to go from our parents' home to my... I can't say the word. To call him my husband feels so wrong. To Judge's house. I might wear the ring, but I don't want him. I've not been handed over to him yet, so I'm going to enjoy the little time I have left until then. I don't want to think about Judge at all until I'm out of time. I guess. I peek over my shoulder at Cat and see it's going to be hard being away from her. I know I'm not going to be able to leave if she has that look on her face, and I'm supposed to leave soon if I want to be on time. I'm guessing it's not a great idea to be late on your first day of work, but my sister's happiness has always weighed on me. I got you something. I pull open my top dresser drawer and grab the two cell phones. Kat jumps up onto her knees on the bed, and I turn around and hold out one for her. Her eyes widen, and I smile. I figured since I got a job now, I could use some of my savings. Kat and I have to be the oldest people in the world without cell phones. Our parents didn't think we needed them or the added expense. But I'm 18, and I can do what I want. At least for now. Call it a small act of rebellion, but it's probably the same as me taking this job. I agreed to get married. I didn't agree that they could control my every action until that day. I felt I've earned this, and honestly, there isn't anything they can do to stop me. How? She asks, taking it from my hand. 
Four years of babysitting. Over the last year, I was able to scrape up more money with odd jobs after I got Graham's old car. After picking up random jobs, cleaning homes, and helping at the Sunday farmer's market in town, I have a nice stash of cash. Well, what I would think is a nice stash. To someone like Judge, I'm guessing it's nothing. I shouldn't take it because it's your money and you worked hard for it. But now this means I can text you every day. She throws her arms around me, hugging me tight. My eyes sting with tears because I've never been without Kat. Unless you count the first 11 months of my life, which I don't remember anyways. It's nothing fancy. It's perfect. It calls and texts you, and that's all that matters. She lets me go. Did you put our numbers in? She's smiling now, and a weight lifts off my shoulders. Of course. Good. I want to know everything about this Clay Walker. Why? Clay Walker is the man I'm going to be working for. He needs a live-in housekeeper that can cook too, and it's part of the reason I applied for the job to begin with. I won't have to worry about where I'll be staying, and I can save extra money. If someone looked close enough, they might think I'm trying to save enough money to run away and take Cat with me. I might have done some poking around, she hedges, and I roll my eyes. Of course she did, because she's the nosiest person in the world. Well? I mean, if she has some info, I want it. I think he could give Judge a run for his money. And I mean, money. Wow, that's saying a lot. Clay lives two towns over and it will take me an hour to get there. Not forever away, but it's far out enough to give me a taste of real freedom for a moment. Clay's money is none of my concern. I heard he's handsome, too. She wiggles her eyebrows. You might fall in love. I'm getting married. Something flashes across Kat's face, but she masks it quickly. I've caught it a couple times now. I know. She gives me a bright smile. Let me help you get your stuff into the car. She hops off the bed, changing the subject. I want to push, but pushing Kat never works well. When she gets backed into a corner, she runs, and she can be as skittish as her name. I grab her hand and pull her in for another hug. I need an adventure. You know I'll always come back for you. She nods and hugs me tighter. I just had no idea what kind of adventure I was getting myself into. Chapter 2 Clay God damn it. I grunt as I use the pliers to take off the horseshoe. Easy girl. I hear my foreman Otis say as he coos to the horse. I roll my eyes and get back to the business of cleaning up her hooves and doing the real work. But we both know he's the horse whisperer, especially when it comes to the females. They all give me a side eye, but I'm used to it. They let me do what I need to do so I can take care of them, but they're not running over to see me when I come to the fence like old Otis. It might also be that he keeps apples in his pockets for them. Cheater. Otis has worked on this farm longer than I've been alive. He ran the place for my grandfather and then my father until he passed away when I was ten. He ran everything until I was old enough to take over and he'll be here until his last days. We had a talk about it once when I asked him why he never got married or had a family. He told me I was all the family he needed and he didn't want to be anywhere else. I've thought about that as I've gotten older and realized maybe I'm in the same boat. I don't remember my grandparents and my mom took off after I was born. 
Women are nothing but trouble, so maybe Otis has the right idea. I toss the old horseshoe in the bucket and step away to let the horse run. She trots over to Otis to get her treat and then out into the pasture with the other horses. I've been up since four this morning taking care of them and I'm worn out. But as the cool breeze of fall creeps over the hill, I know winter is coming and there's lots to be done before the first snow. The boys in the barn got the sheep inoculated, Otis says as he grabs his gear and we make our way to the other side of the fence. Good. I toss my tools in the back of the gator and get in the driver's seat. Otis is slow, but I'm used to it and I wait for him to catch up. You want to check out that fencing on the east side? He asks as he gets in beside me. Yeah. Otis said I never like to waste words on small talk and maybe he's right. Why say more than a man needs to? I'm not one to chatter on just for the sake of it. I've got work to do and I expect it to get done. This ranch is over 200 acres and I've got a team of workers that make the place run. I could sit back and let them do it, but that's not who I am. This land is in my blood, and it's the reason I wake up before the sun and I'm the first one in the barn every morning. I've got some cattle and sheep that make enough money to pay the staff, but after striking oil when my grandfather was a young man, we've never had to worry about money. When we get to the land by the stream, there's a mama cow and her calf playing in the water. I grab my tools and go over to the fencing where something has knocked it over. Otis is slow to join me, but I wave him off when he tries to help. The old man doesn't need to be out here lifting lumber when we both know his strengths lie in telling me what to do. Make sure you do that one from behind so it's stronger than the way it was done before, he says, and I shake my head. Pretty sure you were the one that did it before. I do as he says because we both know he's right. I was young and stupid once, just like you. He laughs at his own joke as I nail the wood into place. After I fix the fence, we both get into the gator, but I don't take off right away. For a moment, we sit there and watch the baby calf with its mama drinking from the creek. Did you call that number I gave you? Otis asks, and I nod. When is she supposed to be here? I check my watch and start the gator up. Soon. You might not like that I found someone to clean your place, but you need it. That place is a pigsty. I grumble as I take off back to the barn and wave to the guys leaving for the day. It's quitting time and I know they've done all the chores before knocking off. I drive the extra trail to Otis's cabin and let him off at the front so he doesn't have to walk. Just try and be nice. He warns me and I look away. I am. Okay then, try and be conversational. He stands there staring until I shrug. Clay, look at me. When I finally turn to face him, he's got that look in his eyes like he's upset. It's the same look he gave me after my father died. What? You might think I'm an old, lonely man, but I had your father and then you as family for all these years. He reaches out and squeezes my arm. Just don't make up your mind too quickly, okay? My eyebrows pull together in confusion, and before I can ask what the hell that means, he's gone. I sit there for a long moment trying to understand the ramblings of that old man and decide maybe he's losing it. I put the gator in gear and make my way to the big house. It's the house my grandparents built after they got the land and struck it rich. It's bigger than I need, but I think they'd hoped to fill it with children. My grandmother died in childbirth, and my grandfather never remarried. After my dad grew up, he brought my mom out here, but she was a city girl and hated the farm the second she laid eyes on it. She ran out of here as fast as she could. 
but my dad made sure he got me in the divorce. Last I heard, she'd remarried and moved out of the country, but I didn't do much checking up on it. The thing I love most about this house is the big wraparound porch that faces the sunset. My favorite thing to do at the end of the day is sit out there and watch the sky light up. I kick off my muddy boots and take a seat in the porch swing as the fall air turns crisp. I take my Stetson off and set it beside me as I brush the black hair out of my face. It's so damn long, it's annoying, but I hate going into town for a cut. As the sun goes down, the sky lights up with pinks and purples like a unicorn threw up on it. I can't say I hate it. In the distance, I see dust stirring up, and a car comes over the hill as it makes its way towards the big house. I check my watch and see that Dorothy Spencer is right on time. I like punctuality, so maybe this will work out after all. Otis wasn't lying when he said my place was a pigsty. One thing I've never been good at is cleaning up, and it's gotten to the point where I don't even know where to start. Otis said he knew a woman in town that was looking for work, and I figured I could give an old lady something to do and throw some cash her way. He also said she needed a place to stay, and luckily I've got an extra room that I don't go into that's clean. It's a little dusty from never being used, but it's clear of clutter and dishes. I think my grandparents wanted it to be another nursery because it's small, but I put a twin bed in there for her. I put my hat back on and stand up to greet her and help take her bag. I might be quiet and grouchy, but I can at least be polite. The old beat-up car pulls to a stop in front of the house, and I do my best to smile. It's not something I do very often, so I'm a little rusty. After a second, the car turns off, and the driver's side door opens. The sun has set enough that it's dark out and I can't see inside the car. Suddenly she steps out, but where I expect to see an old lady instead there's a young woman with straight blonde hair and eyes the color of honey wheat in October. She stands there with a plaid shirt tied at the waist and worn jeans that cling to her curvy legs. Her full lips part and she cocks her head to the side. Hey, I'm Dorothy. Fuck. This has been Wealthy and Wanted by Alexa Riley. Read for you by John Strike. And we're back. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that preview of Wealthy and Wanted. You can go get that today. It is available on alexariley.com. You can get it at Eden Books. Um, both of those you can download directly to your Kindle. Um, you can also get it on Apple and Barnes Noble and Kobo. And I believe Kobo has a point subscription service where the more you buy from them, I think the more points you get. And then you can use those points to buy books. I think maybe even Eden Books offers something like that too, if I remember correctly. But And I want to point out, because even you didn't know, when we say things are in the show notes, whenever you have your phone up, just keep scrolling down and it's going to ha- give you all the links for everything. Yes, and it says it says details, and you have to click de- on Apple. If you click details and drops down, all the books we've talked about today will be in the details. Yeah. So, like, if you're like, what was that bear book they talked about, or what was that one, like, dirty billionaire one, they're all going to be in that. also, so. on the post that goes, when we first post it goes live, Leah is going to start sharing the notes on there as well. Yes. So, if you don't yes, want to so scroll through that mm-hmm. or it's not working, just, it's going to be on our Facebook page. 
Yeah, so go check there too, and you'll be able to see all the links and stuff ready to go. The 10 free books you can get from Alexa Riley that are free right now, you can grab them on our website. Are they free everywhere or just on our website? I don't know. I'd have to look. I know they're on our website, so if you want them free, go download them there. Buy Me, which is the first book in the Buy Me series, Riding Red, which is the first book in the Fairy Tale Shifters, and right now it's October 20th, so it's still before Halloween. Riding Red is a Halloween theme one, and it's actually in our Halloween bundle that we had released last week called um, Halloween Bites. You can go get that, and um, it's in there too. That standalone is free on our website. Pulling Her Trigger, the first book in our Ghost Riders MC series. And again, all of these are standalones. So mm-hmm. even if you just want to read one, you don't have to read the whole series. These are all just free. It's Each um, of them are like usually a start of a series. So you can kind of get mm-hmm. a feel if you like the series, you could go on to another couple. Yes. Yeah. So if you like the way it, the story sounds, you keep on going. Bitten by the Beast, which is the first book in the Virgin Blood series. His Princess... Sweet Enough to Eat, Virgin Husband, and that's a duet. The Virgin Wife is the other book. Coach, Mr. and Miss, and Braining the Virgin, which is the first book in our Cowboy series. So you can go, if you like the Cowboy series, if you like the the preview you heard today, and if you like the other one that you get excited about Friday's release, The Naughty Notorious, then you can go get Braining the Virgin for free off our website. So those are all free right now. So... I think that's, that's everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that's everything. That's a that's a lot. What <laughs> are we doing next everything. week? I had to pull that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was loading. Oh, we have Molly O'Keefe next week. I'm super excited. I love her. So we have a preview of her audiobook, Burn Down the Night, with her. So I'm super excited to hear that. I have never heard this book before. So. I'm super excited to listen to it. One of the things I wanted to say too on about audiobooks, I've recently discovered Chirp. If people have asked for audio ways to listen to audiobooks outside of Audible, I've discovered Chirp, which is awesome. And if you sign up for BookBubs, they'll tell you um, when audiobooks go on sale on Chirp as well. And then also through EdenBooks.org, they have a app that you can listen to all of their audiobooks on there too, which is fantastic. We're actually looking into uploading a lot of our audio books on there too so check out edenbooks.org for audiobooks as well so and then be on the lookout for molly o'keefe with us next tuesday for that audio preview tell him what to do leah oh yes fuck your day up make today your bitch don't be a dick you remember bye guys (laughs) bye read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read 